You're listening to the Sportsman's Empire Podcast Network brought to you by Full Sneak Gear. Check out their entire lineup at fullsneakgear.com. Also be sure to check out our entire stable of podcasts at sportsmansempire.com. Go Wild is a free social community created for and by hunters. This means that unlike mainstream social media, your trophy pictures won't be censored. They're encouraged. As you spend time on Go Wild, you will earn awesome rewards such as gift cards, free swag, and big discounts on brands like Garmin and Vortex. You will even earn $10 just for signing up. Visit DownloadGoWild.com and sign up today. New from Moultrie Mobile, the Feed Hub offers first-of-its-kind cellular connection and control for nearly any spin cast feeder on the market. When used with the Moultrie Mobile app, you can monitor feed and battery levels, run feeders on demand, receive alerts when feeders are clogged, and remotely adjust feeding times. The Feed Hub is ideal for anyone who maintains feeders. Remove the guesswork and save time by planning feeder maintenance before you drive to your hunting property. For more information, visit MoultrieMobile.com. <laughs> What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Hunting Gear Podcast. I'm your host, Dan Johnson, and today we're going to talk with Alec Butler from Pradco. Now, if you don't know what Pradco is, Pradco is a company that owns a whole bunch of different outdoor brand companies like Moultrie Mobile and Moultrie uh, Feeders and Trail Cameras and Summit Tree Stands and Code Blue Sense uh, and... Uh, Man, there's a couple other ones, uh, Night and Hail. And so some of these brands are, are really staple cornerstone products in the hunting community, in the hunting industry. And uh, we're going to talk about three brands specifically on this podcast. And these are new products from Code Blue, Summit Tree Stands, and Moultrie Feeders. And so... If you guys are, if you guys like listening about scents, if you guys uh, like listening about Summit Tree Stands, if you guys use any of these products or uh, you're in a state that allows feeders or you use free feeders in your uh, yearly uh, whitetail pursuits, then this is definitely a product uh, a podcast that you want to listen to. Uh, before we get into today's episode, though, I want to run through our partners uh, at Tethered Hunt Stand and uh, Tacticam. If you are looking for a saddle, look no further than Tethered. Uh, not only does Tethered have some really badass products, but they have a, I guess, an educational background with that comes with using their products. And what I mean by that is you can go on, onto their website, you can go to YouTube, you can go to anybody in the Tethered Nation, in the Tethered community, and you can definitely get your questions answered about how to shorten the learning curve on how to saddle hunt. So if you're looking for a saddle, saddle hunting accessories, climbing sticks, and saddle hunting platforms, go check out Tethered. Next on the list, we have Hunt Stand. Really what Hunt Stand is, is it, it gives you the ability to journal and document every single thing that you find out in the field. 
And so not only does it allow you to journal, but it allows you to be more present in your hunting adventures. And it gives you the ability to be on the landscape, whether you're in bed before you fall asleep or you're commuting to work. Uh, well, what I mean by that is not driving. We don't uh, recommend you, you driving and using hunt stand. But what I mean is anytime that you have some free time, you pull up hunt stand, you e-scout. And what I like to do is go through different scenarios, different wind directions, different access routes in my head. So when the time comes to go and hunt or scout, I go right to there. I'm not wasting any time. I'm more efficient in my hunting strategy and my hunting pursuits. So go check out HuntStand.com and read up on all of the features that they have and the new pro whitetail platform that they introduced earlier this year. Uh, Last but not least, if you are looking to document your hunts go check out tacticam Uh, tacticam has recently introduced their new 6.0 version that can be mounted to your bow or your gun and it allows you to document everything that you see Uh, the shots the, the the turkeys coming in the deer you know the deer coming in and it's just a good way to share what you see with friends and family and just to uh i guess uh keep on a hard drive somewhere and and you can always go back and say hey man i passed this deer this year i'm going to try to shoot him things like that and so the new 6.0 has image stabilization it has uh, a lcd screen it can record in 4k and it's easy to pull off and get onto your computer and edit if in fact you let's say have a youtube channel or something like that so uh, go check out all the products that i just mentioned please go out and support the brands that support this podcast last but not least If you are looking to give back this year, please go check out 2% for Conservation at fishandwildlife.org. There's the the intro, short and sweet. Let's get into today's uh, Pradco-focused podcast with Alec Butler. All right, on the Hunting Gear Podcast with me today, Mr. Alec Butler from Pradco Outdoor Brands. Alec, man, how are we doing today? Man, we're doing really good. I'm excited to be here talking to you. We've got a lot of new stuff out in the market and need to start shedding some light on what we have to offer. Yeah, perfect. But first first uh, things first here. Right now, I'm sitting in Iowa and school has been canceled and we're in the middle of a blizzard slash heavy, heavy snowstorm. Uh, what's it like down where you're at? It's actually a little bit nicer than you've got it going on. <laughs> We've got some sun, but there's actually a good bit of storm supposed to be rolling in this afternoon. So uh, we got to start batting down the hatches for that. Yeah. Remind me where uh, Pradco Brands is out of. Uh, We're based out of Birmingham, uh, just barely south of Birmingham, actually, but we call it Birmingham. Yeah, I used to live uh, north of Birmingham in a small town called Hartzell. Oh, I know Hartzell really well. Yep, yep. I bet you I ate at that, uh, that Waffle House probably 200 days out of the year no joke when i was living down there and so the i I lived down there and i came down to birmingham uh, a couple times and dude i I really like the city of birmingham it's really exciting there's so much to do around here um i'm actually from huntsville a little bit more up north too yep uh, but moved down here for this job and I'm, i'm really liking it you know we're in the small town of chelsea right on the outskirts so it's close enough where you can go in and have fun if you want, but yeah. you don't get stuck in the hustle bustle every day. Well, is there a, a little area called five points? Is that what they call it? You know, I think, 
there's there's one of those in Huntsville. Um, I, there may be one in Birmingham. I haven't found it yet, but I guarantee there's one in Huntsville. I got you. Okay, I, I didn't know if there, there was like a little area where all these intersections come into one, and then they have a, uh, a whole bunch of restaurants and bars and and cool little things going on. I, I when I was there anyway. Oh, I'm sure it's still downtown, but like I said, I try not to go there too often if right. I can avoid it. Right, right. Uh, how was your hunting season this year? Um, hunting season, man. You, you know, you join these outdoor companies, you think you're going to do a lot of hunting, but <laughs> we've just been so wrapped up in this product development and getting new products out for everybody that, you know, I got out maybe on four or five different weekends where I got to go sit, but yeah, none of those deer I was looking for showed up. Had a lot of does and, and young does kind of walking through, but nothing that I thought I needed to take out as far as management goes. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you what, that is probably more relatable to a listener than what I do in a given year. And, you know, I, I get to hunt probably one, two, three, four, at least four total weeks, you know, probably 20, you know, 28 days a year. Uh, I get a hunt throughout the year. So I, I'm pretty, I'm pretty lucky on that, on that side of things. And so, you know, going out on a handful of weekends throughout the season is probably a little bit more relatable than, uh, you know, than a guy like myself. So I guess, uh, it is what it is, right? Yeah. You know, you got to get out there when you can, uh, sometimes life kind of steps up in the way and mm -hmm. you gotta, you gotta answer the call, but yeah. you know, I still love hunting. I get out there every chance I can. So yep. just hoping next year lets me get out there a little more. Absolutely. All right, Alec, why don't you walk us through what your role is at Pradco? Right. So I've been in Pradco just a little under a year and a half now. Um, I got a mechanical engineering degree from Alabama. And so they hired me on to help with product development. So if you know CAD software and 3D modeling, that's that's a good majority of what I've been doing there. Gotcha. So we do this product development and we start, you know, from the ground up. We'll sit down and me and Derek, which I think you've talked with Derek before, the uh, product manager. But we'll sit down and kind of go through what the product needs to do, some basic functions and requirements on it. And then it basically it's up to me. You know, I sit down at my software and I draw shapes and extrusions. And before you know it, it starts to look like a product. Yeah. And, you know, we'll hammer out the details on it and try to figure out every little use case. And then it starts getting on to some more serious designs and we'll get into the fun stuff, which is some actual design concepts where things start coming to life and we get a better idea of what the finished product's actually going to be. Yeah. And, and do you do that with all of the, you know, Moultrie feeders and Summit tree stands and, and any other product that uh, pradco offers um actually i'm exclusive to moultrie feeders at the okay. moment okay okay uh, we have a guy at summit jake who's our great product manager for them but um he does all the modeling um, that he needs to associated with that brand and code blue of course you know not really too many uh products coming out of there that require 3d modeling yeah so yeah i stay pretty busy with moultrie feeders though because yeah. in addition to um these product designs that we're talking about there's also product testing and issues that arise from manufacturing and other things, you know, that they just pop up week to week that you've got to handle and you need to have someone familiar with the products that, that can take it on. Yeah. That's one thing that really fascinates me is concept to actual product. 
and all of the time spent in in front of a computer or you know testing you know testing the product where for example you know hypothetically let's say you you design a feeder and all of a sudden you you think oh it's done let's go test it out and something within it isn't working and the feed let's say starts to bunch up and it's not coming out or you know you, you got to find solutions for all of these little problems that uh, may occur that you would only find out through uh, prototype testing and so when when something like that happens what you know what what are the next steps or, or how do you properly test any type of product new product well that, that's a big question you know because there's so many different answers and different ways to handle it but it sort of depends on where your manufacturers are so you'll get your product in and first thing you want to do is you want to run it right there in your workshop, you know, where there's no elements or anything, you know, just do a basic easy going test, make sure everything functions. So once you get through that, then you get to kind of have some fun with the testing. Yeah. Then you, you take it outside and you build a hopper all the way up or, you know, you get a hammer and, and you start taking a sledgehammer to the feeder legs when it's full of weight. I mean, we do a lot of different style testing like that to make sure these products are going to stand up in the field. Yeah. Every now and then, you know, like I said, there's manufacturing defects or, you know, some materials come in that aren't the quality you need. And there's things that are out of a lot of people's control and you got to roll with the punches. Yeah. yeah. But I'd say the biggest hurdle with it all is if you're dealing with an overseas manufacturer, these wait times are a pain. Yeah. You know, you, you get a product in and if you want to make a change, you've got three to four months sometimes until you can actually see the next product come through yeah so you've really got to do your due diligence in product design early on so that you can try to avoid as many of those mistakes as possible all right so let's get into some of these new products coming out of pradco and we're gonna we're gonna end with your your bread and butter over at moultrie but let's start out with code blue and i think code blue has something really interesting that i saw at the ata show this year um, and, and how they package some of their scents and, and, and things like that. So why don't you talk to us about what is new with Code Blue? Okay, great. Yeah. Code Blue does have a few new exciting products uh, coming out. We'll start off with a little more basic ones, some products you've seen before. Um, I guess you're familiar with their Screaming Heat XL and Scrapemate XL, which are both... <clears throat> products that we sell, but now they're also available in larger sizes, just so you're not having to refill as much. Yeah. Uh, but the exciting product, the one I'm most interested in, is the Buck Tarsal Gland. That's the one. And we've sold some tarsal glands in the past, but this one kind of takes its own stage as it's an actual whole tarsal gland, and it's in a resealable package. And inside that package is two fluid ounces of actual buck urine. So if you want to use this tarsal gland, you can hang it up, but you can also reseal it back up in your package and use it again. It's not a one and done type of deal. Yeah. Yeah. And this is where a lot of questions come through. I had some, I had some people when I posted this product, I said, it's one tarsal gland and then the urine from that, that's in that package. Is that also one buck as well? That's, that's right. All the urine that's in there, it's not some mixture between 50 different deer that we were just trying to get the volume we needed. It's one deer, the urine goes into that actual pouch. 
Okay. Now, here's here's my question. The collection of this, and not only of the urine, but of the, the tarsal gland itself. Um, I thought that a person could not sell wild game products or uh, parts of animals like this. Uh, are these pen-raised deer, so, so it's a little bit different? Or how does the collection process, and how does all this work? Uh, I wish I knew a little bit more of the details on this. Um, Matt is really the only one who knows all the true secrets. Uh, but at, at deer farm, they treat the deer well. Uh, as far as actual harvesting of the tarsal gland, I don't know how they do it. It must be magic. <laughs> well, I guess we'll, we'll, we'll accept that as an answer today. But um, I, I, I bet you if it's on a, a farm-raised deer, then they're able to treat it more like livestock and less like natural resource. I would agree with that. Okay. All right. And so, uh, why the, why then the one-on-one, like, why do they feel like only having one buck's urine is better than a mixture? Uh, from my viewpoint, it, it seems as though, you know, you just want to have that a, a good dominant deer. You want one single scent to kind of hang on to. Mm-hmm. If you have 10 different deer's urine in there, well, then a lot of them are going to have different scent profiles and maybe they don't all blend together well. And it's going to be easier for a deer to follow a trail if he's just following one scent that he can really set his nose on. Yeah. Yeah. I would I would say it's probably more authentic uh, than a, a blend of a whole bunch of urines. I would say it's, it, it's closer to the real thing than anything else. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Oh yes, of course. Definitely, it's a it's a more premium version than if you're just going to have a bunch of different deer in there. Right, right. Okay. Uh, what else is new from Code Blue this year? Uh, well, we have some some dripper bags, and there's a few different uh, let's call them flavors, um, for lack of a better word at the moment. Yep. Uh, flavors of dripper bags. So we'll start off with the Grave Digger Doe Estrus dripper. It's our doe esters that we already sort of sell out in the market now, but you can just hang these bags up on a branch and then there's a valve on the bottom of these bags. You can just crack it open a little bit until you get a good, you know, slow drip. You want it dripping once, you know, every so often to where you're not running your whole bag out. It's, it's going to vary based on temperature outside and other factors of the actual drip rate, but they're really neat products because it's not just hang a wick and then the rain comes and it's ruined. You know, you can put this bag up, it can fall overnight, it's real windy, and it's still going to be there in the morning. It's still going to be dripping. It's still going to be there in a few days dripping. And so it's a little bit more reliable than a lot of the scent attractants that we're used to using. You know, the old soak the wick, hang it on the branch. Um, it, it keeps it fresh. It's actively refreshing the site. Gotcha. Is this supposed to be used in, in like a mock scrape scenario? Uh, it's sort of up to, you know, 
user preference. There's one that's a little bit more situated just for scrapes, and that's the Grave Digger Scrape Mate Dripper. Okay. And so that's one that would be great to go ahead and make your mock scrape and set that one up. But we have the uh, the Doe Estrus Dripper. There's two different versions. There's a Code Red version, and there's also a Grave Digger version. Um, and then there's also a Buck Urine Dripper, which you can use that on a scrape too. It would also be a good matchup. Gotcha. Gotcha. And so do you happen to know uh, as far as I know there's different settings, you can go wide open or you could probably close the valve a little bit to slow the drip down. Uh, Do you know how much something like this uh, is expected to last when you put it out in the field? Mm, I don't know on the actual expected lasting of it. It, It's all going to be, you know, variable. One user could have it drip where, you know, you may be able to get a week out of it. Um, maybe a couple weeks if you do the drip right. That seems a little long. Yeah, yeah. So I would it just depends maybe on three days would probably be. Yeah, but the valve ideal. itself controls the the drip, right? That's right. So yeah. you could go for wide open for a couple days, or you can you can drip it real slow and it the uh, it lasts longer that way. Yeah, of course. Okay. What kind? I don't. I know this. This particular category isn't your bread and butter. But how do they do the product testing? On are, are they are do, they doing this new product testing in conjunction with like trail camera tests as well? Um, are you referencing this code blue? Yeah, testing? yeah. The the code blue sense. Uh, I think all that gets handled outside of our like direct house. Um, okay. I'm thinking they're doing all these testings and they do plenty of analysis at the actual manufacturer where they're creating this. Okay. And so everything is kind of in-house done as far as the testing goes there. But whenever we do get products, that is one of the things that I'm personally doing up around the office is I'll set up our feeder. I'll put up some of the code blue attractants and then we'll put some cameras up on them and we'll start gauging that feedback and see, you know, which one of them stacks up the best and how they're going to react to it. Yeah. Have you ha- have you, do you use when you go hunting? Do you got, use like the estrus dripper or the scrape mate things like that? I've been using. Uh, we had a lot of overstock of like you know expired products of our old foaming estrus, and I've gotten on to using that. You know, it's really cool. You spray it through the woods as you walk. But I'm getting into using the scrape mate. So the scrape mate and the grave digger are great. Yeah. I mean, they smell so much. Every time I put them out, every buck that comes through is going to put his nose down and he's going to stop and take a few seconds to try to figure out what's going on. Yeah. I'll say this. I am really looking forward to this late summer time frame. I, I think I'm going to start, like for me personally, I've heard so many guys talk about, you know, setting up mock scrapes and trail cameras over mock scrapes and things like that. I'm I'm really looking forward to messing around and, and creating some mock scrapes and uh, experimenting with a handful of different products, whether that's like uh, something like the scrape mate that you guys have, or you know the doe estrus dripper, or some of that other. I think you guys have uh, uh, what's the gland on the head that uh, I forget. Uh, but anyway, it's the deer. They it comes out of the top of their head and that gland. And they put it on ropes or, or things like that. I'm, I'm going to be experimenting oh, yeah. with that. The, the rack rub. Yeah. We have yeah. the rack rub, and then that's for the, the rope-a-dope system. Yeah, the rope-a-dope system. another really cool one. Yeah, 
yeah. I think I'm going to be uh, messing around with that this this upcoming season. So, uh, anything else new from uh, Code Blue? Um, no, that's all. All of the new products on Code Blue. Okay, let's bounce to Summit then, real quick, and let's talk a little bit about what's new from Summit. All right, Summit. Everybody loves Summit. I have been a long-term Summit user myself. Ever since I was born, my dad's always had Summit stuff running around. But uh, so their most exciting product for me is the new universal backpack straps. Oh, yeah. And okay. anybody that's carried a climber knows how important a good set of backpack straps are. Yeah. They have just so much better load distribution on your back. But they have some breathable padded mesh. Uh, base and shoulder straps so it doesn't get us like all hot and sweaty where you have the straps at um the adjustable straps uh let's see the adjustable straps are really nice on it too um like i said you can really <clears throat> change the tightness on your shoulders and your waist and you can actually adjust the load and where it's going to be distributed on your body so if you're a little bit more of a back carrier then you can you can set it up that way yeah so uh, it's pretty it's, adjustable from the sounds of it it is. It's really adjustable. Yeah. It should fit most people. And it would take a take a lot for it not to fit you. Um, the quick attachment buckles on it. They actually have neoprene sleeves as well, so that it's not going to be clanking around and rattling while you're carrying your stand through the woods. Gotcha. Okay. Uh, question about that: Is that built just for the climber, or can those back straps be used for any tree stand system? Uh, well, they're universal. You can put them on anything that. I guess they'll actually fit on. Uh, they're made to be universally versatile. Okay. And so they'll, I mean, for example, you know, they'll, they'll work on uh, all of the summit stands, but if someone ha already has some tree stands, they'll work, they'll work on uh, those tree stands as well. That's right. Okay, cool. Cool. Um, that, and that's pretty self-explanatory. Uh, this is brand new to this year. It's brand new. Yep. Um, we just started kind of getting them in the market and they sell out quick every okay. time. Gotcha. All right. What else new from uh, Summit? Uh, the Universal Footrest. Gotcha. Another great addition to the line. If you've ever hunted one of those lock-ons that the foot platform is just a little too small and yeah. you find yourself nearly huddled up the whole hunt, then this is a footrest for you. Yeah. I'll, I'll tell you... <laughs> I hunt, I usually hunt out of a really small tree stand. And so uh, I I always find myself hanging my boots off the edge and just like stretching out as far as I possibly can. And it gets, it just gets very uncomfortable on the lower back. And I can see how a product like this would definitely uh, be, add, add more comfort and room to the, uh, to the tree stand itself what is the is there any adjustability how does it actually work yeah, that's a good question there's uh three different adjustment positions on it so you can have it folded in flush up against the foot platform of your climber as if it's basically not there you know get it out of the way out of sight out of mind um then there's actually a couple other positions you can have it straight out from the climber itself and it has a really good reach on it too it, you can stretch your legs out like you're saying and put your boots on it, have your legs full out. And then there's a little bit less of an extension mode for if you want to be, you know, kind of ready to go closer to standing up type setting. Yeah. 
Um, but like you said, you know, hanging your boots off the side, I, I've had a couple pair of boots drop off my feet that way before. <laughs> it's really nice having this footrest on there. Yeah. It'll make it feel like you're in a luxury lounger. Yeah. How does it connect to the tree stand itself? Uh, it's got two bolts that'll go up around it and it's got rubber in between the mount. And so when it's fastening to the actual stand, this rubber is going to absorb any vibrations and stuff that it may cause. So okay. when you're putting your feet on it quick on and off type stuff, trying to get up when a deer's coming, you don't have to worry that it's going to rattle around. It's going to scare your deer off. Yeah. It's a smart. Move. It'll fit any tree stand that has one inch tubing. So that includes all of our current summit climbers, as well as our new dual access lock on. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Gotcha. And it looks, it also looks like just the way it sets and I, I'm, I'm completely guessing at this point, but when it's completely tightened, it goes all the way to the end. So it looks like it, it again could also be used on tree stands outside of summit. Right. Yeah. yeah. Anything that you can get inside that should work, but uh, we recommend anything with one inch tubing. Okay. All right. All right. Um, anything else special about this other than, you know, it's just a good opportunity to get more comfortable in a tree. Uh, I mean, it's, it's two pounds, so you're not going to be adding a crazy weight to your stand. I know that's a big deal for guys carrying these a long way through the woods. Yeah. Um, but yeah, other than it making your hunt a lot more comfortable. Okay. All right. Anything else from summit? Yes. Yes. There's the new fast track bow holder. Okay. And I think this is one a lot of people have been waiting on for a little while. If you're familiar with the fast track system on the, uh, Viper pro SD climbers. Explain what that is. That is a fantastic feature. So there's some tracks in the side of our climbers in the top and lower half now. And we have a lot of accessories coming out for these. We have phone holders. We have this new bow holder. There's even a gun and equipment holders too. So no more, you know, wrapping cables around the side of your climber or those, you know, the twisty cables that are supposed to hold your stuff up. Yep. These are solid and rigid and you can move them just about around the entire circumference of your stand and customize it exactly where you want it. Okay. That's pretty cool. I, I, I was looking at, I'm looking at it right now and this is for, the climber only or does it work on any of your hang-ons so the fast track rail is only on the viper pro sd and that's a climber right 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 that's our, our climber okay top tier climber do you guys has there been any discussion of adding the fast track system to all of your tree stands uh i don't think we've explicitly discussed it as a team uh right. there may be some backroom discussions going on gotcha um, Gotcha. Okay. That just looks like something real sweet to, to make a ton of accessories, uh, fit. I mean, it, it just gives the ability to open up 
the door for so many different things to attach to your tree stand or hang on your tree stand. Like you said, the gun holder, the bow holder, all that stuff. Right. Yeah. Okay. It is a great system. I, I would like to see it on other products as well. Yeah. I mean, it's pretty sick. I, for, for a listener right now, I think you should go check it out and, and uh, go to their website and check it out because I really do think that um, you got something there for making is that let me ask you is that fast track system additional welded pieces or is that like is that a molded piece of sorts that goes on the tree stand um to my knowledge it is an actual piece of the extruded aluminum okay so the actual track system is metal and it's part of the body of the climber so it's not something that's just tacked on there haphazardly gotcha okay yeah that looks pretty cool man all right uh so that's it for summit correct that's it for summit yes, okay sir. so now your bread and butter here with uh, moultrie feeders what do we got uh that's new from moultrie this year the big moultrie line that we've just come out with is our moultrie ranch series yeah and this was a solution we wanted to get out there for the deer hunters but also for people who do domestic livestock you know, there's a, it's becoming a bigger trend in this country now that people want to have their own animals and be able to be a little bit more self-sustainable. And so we thought, well, this is a great opportunity for us to create a product that helps everybody. And the, <clears throat> the breadwinner of this line is our Ranch Series Auger Feeder. And this thing is just sweet. It's got a very large auger in it and it's all stainless steel this thing can feed just about anything you put in it to an extent now the the large cattle cues people use i think we found those might be the top limiter of what you can feed through it but for corn and sweet feed and protein mixes it's a really good feeder okay and so uh how does it work so you have your standard hopper, right? Right. You know, we're familiar with the design. And then the chute will come straight vertically down into a horizontally set auger. And then this auger will move it out to the chute, which is spaced off to the side far enough where you're not going to have feed flowing through your hopper and coming out of your auger at random times. It's all going to be stopped up by the auger. Yeah. And once it comes out of the auger, we have a convenient feed tray that will help direct it either through, you know, your cattle fence into your trough so you can feed your steers or goats, chickens, whatever's in there. Or for people that just want to drop it straight down to the ground, they can do that too. And I found that's a really good way to do it for deer. Because deer get really comfortable when there's just a big pile of corn on the ground. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, now, how how does this work? How does it attach to the ground? Because I can see, you know, you were, you were talking earlier about slam and sledgehammers, you know, against the legs of some of these feeders. Um, and, and I know that hogs can do some terrible things to feeders and, and to the ground and, and all that stuff. So how does it, how does how do you guys prevent something like this from tipping? Right. So when you first buy it, it's just the normal standard feeder legs going in the ground. But a product that we sell, and we have a new SKU coming out just for this ranch series line, are our feeder feet. And so each foot platform will have four separate contact points on its own, and they all dig into the ground. And so 
you can increase that four contact points of just the legs to 16. And on top of this, there's 10 inch long stakes. Stakes. Okay. So for each foot that you put into your feeder legs, you stake it 10 inches in the ground and it's not going to go anywhere. Gotcha. And all of these new products, like, so I'm, I'm reading here the Ranch Series 300 broadcast feeder. It looks like that also comes in a 450 that goes from 300 pounds to 450 pounds. That's true. Yes. Um, so these hoppers are 300 and 450 pound capacities and the three different feeder kits, uh, are interchangeable between all of them, which yeah. is the auger kit, which we just talked about. Then there's the broadcast kit and the gravity kit. Yeah. But another fact about these is our old quick lock feeder kits, all of our plastic ones, those will all bolt up directly to this feeder using the plastic adapter and your quick lock feeder kits will now work on your metal feeder. Okay, so there, so there's just like a, a a connection that you have to buy, like a adapter that connects to your old feeders, and where you can the, uh, attach the Ranch Series auger feeder and the Ranch Series broadcast feeder. Uh, I think you might have it flipped actually. So if you want to attach your old plastic uh, feeder kits, like our NXT or our Pro Hunter twos. You can use those on our new metal hoppers. Oh, okay. Okay. All right. I got you now. I got you now. Right. Because a lot of users, they, they want the sturdy hopper. They want something that's really going to hold up against the elements and varmints. But they like our old kits. Like we have our NXT kit, which has a shocking feature in the wire that goes around the spin plate. A lot of people really like that and they want to carry it over to their ranch series feeder. And so that keeps coons away and any other animals that want to touch it. Right. If they put their hands in there and they touch both the wires, they'll get a little zap and, and it'll let them know. Yeah. But that's a good uh, point to move on to the broadcast feeder for the Ranch Series. Um, it actually comes standard in the kit when you buy this hopper and broadcast kit. It's included with a large varmint guard that is a very sleek design and actually looks really good on the feeder. But it it's relatively easy installation and it's been hard to get any farmers to beat it yet i haven't seen any getting through it and getting to the corn yeah i wish there was a uh an attachment on your uh feeders that would just make raccoons explode and then i would (laughs) (laughs) and then i would buy one (laughs) we have been looking for something like that (laughs) right right oh that's funny um so these, uh, so the new ranch series is uh, the the new high end, uh, and it looks like so you have a broadcast feeder, you have an auger feeder, and then you also have a gravity feeder, which has less less bells and whistles. Right. Yes, the gravity feeder is you know for the users who don't want to deal with the timers and everything else. Right. And you know, it's really good. You put corn in there, you can put the actual protein pellets and it's going to handle it all really well. Gotcha. Okay. So we have a, uh, how, how does this work? Do you have to set the timer on the feeder itself or, uh, is there a app that you can set this on? I mean, everything has an app now. I didn't know if it was uh, uh, Bluetooth or, or, uh, uh, media, how do you put that uh mobile data driven uh it's all directly on board on the timer right now okay i will say be on the lookout for new products um in the future that will help with 
setting these timers and as well as for the uh, the auger kit we have um, some more accessories in the works that should pair well with the auger kit for the rant series and we're hoping to have those out by the uh, beginning of the next year oh cool cool that'll be awesome all right well uh anything else new that we need to discuss with uh moultrie um, that does it for the ranch series. Um, I will say that we have a new uh, a Varmint Guard 2 that we came out with really recently. And that's more for our plastic feeders, you know, our 30-gallon and 325s. Yeah. Uh, it, it's got a bigger uh, radius around it than our current ones do. It's a lot larger. So it's going to keep all the varmints a good bit further away from the spin plate. We had some issues on the last one. People claimed that they could get inside it sometimes. But this new one, it has another great feature that was probably my favorite thing that sold me on the design is our plastic feeder kits. The bottom half, you have to take off, you know, the bottom housing to get in there to your timer. And usually when you pair a varmint guard with your feeder kits, you have to go in there and you have to do some sort of disassembly or open something to get in there just to access your kit. Yeah. But this yeah. new one cuts off halfway down the feeder kit. And so you walk up and you can immediately get in your, your feeder without having to do any hard work. Gotcha. Okay. Well, that's cool, man. Um, like if, a if a feeder doesn't have a varmint guard on it, how much feed typically gets lost by coons or any other animals like hogs that you, that you don't want eating your corn? Like I, I, the only thing I want to eat my corn is, is deer. Yeah. So of course, uh, sometimes you'll lose all of it. Yeah. Uh, if you have a dedicated group of raccoons, they can sit there all night and they will spin your spin plate or shovel out your gravity feeder until it's all gone. Yeah. Man, that's crazy. Um, and so this is, this would be a highly recommended, uh, accessory that you would want on all of your feeders. Oh, definitely. Without a doubt. I would, I would not risk putting a feeder out and then paying these high corn prices yeah. just to be feeding the raccoons. Yeah. That's a fact. That's a fact. Cool, man. Um, I know that we kind of just stuck with three, you know, three code blue summit and Moultrie, um, products, product lines today Are but do you happen to know any other cool or interesting products or, or, uh, brands that are coming out of the pradco house oh yeah we just recently uh, teamed up with texas hunter products and if you're not familiar with them you should be they have a great line of shooting houses as well as a bunch of large gravity feeders <clears throat> for people who are running a little bit bigger of an operation yeah yeah so that looks more of like a uh a ranch like a uh like a giant texas operation of course, yeah. yeah. You okay. have just tons and tons of deer, and you're going to be feeding, you know, a thousand pounds every two weeks. Then maybe that's a little bit more your route. Gotcha. Okay. But their shooting houses are luxury. Lug luxurious, huh? Yes, they are. Yeah, I, I stepped into one of them at the ATA show this year, and uh, that's a long way from the the hunting pop up hunting blind that I use. That uh, you know, mice and everything can get into or. Uh, the breeze will get you if you're if you're not paying attention and, and things like that. So uh, someday I'd love to have a farm where I can pop one of those bad boys up. Yeah, for now I'll stick to my uh, 
my four walls of plywood. There you go. There you go. Well, hey, man, uh, I really appreciate you taking time out of your day to, um, you know, to, to, to hop on and chat with us today. I will say this, um, pradcooutdoorbrands.com. Uh, and there you'll be able to, it's like a big hub for Moultrie Summit, Whitetail Institute, Texas Hunter Products, Code Blue, and then some of the other, like Night and Hail and Moultrie Mobile. It's a hub. And then if you're into fishing, they got all the fishing side of uh, Pradco as well there. So go check out the website. If there's any other place uh, that we should be looking out for, for new product information or, or just to get filled in by what's coming out of Pradco, where should we look? Uh, well, of course, you know, I'm going to say you should go to MoultrieFeeders.com. There you go. There you go. MoultrieFeeders.com. Uh, well, hey, man, I really appreciate you taking time out of your day to do this. Um, thank you. Uh, thank you for your time today, man. Yes, sir. Dan, it's been great talking to you. I'm glad that you sat down and talked with me and let us get these new products out there. Yeah.